Hey guys, welcome to my show today, Voice of the Wanderer. I'm your host, Freddie J. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast today. I'm your host, Freddie J. And with me in the house, I have Marie Mika. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are wondering why do I pronounce her name that way, but she was very specific. She wanted me to pronounce her name that way. So, Marie Mika. Yes, sir. It's wonderful to have you here today. Uh, I am a privilege, and I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. So before we go further uh, to talk more, I would like to would like to formally introduce you to our fans and viewers. Uh, when I say introduction, I'm pretty sure you're like, oh, I'm gonna tell him my name. No, 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 no. We want to go in depth. We want to know the Marie Mika that people don't know about so will you do us the honor and tell us about you please i am a caribbean woman originally from haiti um and i like know. like haiti haiti yes port-au-prince haiti the first independent uh slavery abol abolition um group that's us mm. nice yeah, and I'm from Miami. Wait, um, you from Haiti and you from Miami? Yeah, well, raised I was raised in Miami. Hmm, so you bougie. Why does that make me bougie? It's Miami, Florida. Come on, you're no. bougie. No, I'm there. I come from humble beginnings. And uh, yeah, how is it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going good. It's going really good. So when did you move to Miami? When I was five years old. When you were five years old? Yeah. My father um, was an immigrant man that left Haiti as soon as I was born, you know, set out to America. So your your parents are immigrants? Yes. Wow. So we have that in common. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We're very special. I agreed. I agreed. Namaste. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is, that's awesome. So keep going. Tell us more. Yeah. Um yeah i am a part of a family of or six siblings i have three other siblings and yeah now i'm in kentucky i am a cop and a mom and i guess that's it you got six siblings no i'm a family of six my family mom dad six. okay mom and dad and then okay three other siblings okay. so you have uh your mom and dad has Four, Four kids. kids. Yes. What's your number? I am the third child. You're the third, so you're almost the last. Yeah, I was supposed to be the last, but you're my supposed to be last. And my sister, my little sister, was there. Um, I miss you, baby. So your your dad was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> he could not wait. Yes, one more. <laughs> as soon as we came in 1997, my sister was born in 1997. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he props, impregnated props, my mom immediately. Props to your dad, though. He was, uh, you know, he was. Uh, he was focused. Very nice. <laughs> he was very. He focused. is obsessed with my mom. That's good though. That's so. that's how it should be like. Are they still married? Yeah, thirty six years. They just celebrated thirty six years, yeah, July tenth. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. So today we're gonna be uh, talking about uh, gender roles. Mm. I know when we talk about gender roles, a lot of things come to mind. Uh, gender roles. It could be like in the home. It could be like in the society. It could be in general. But we're just gonna hit some few points and uh the purpose is to get to 
know what you think about it. Just your opinion, your opinion only. I mean, to each their own. There's going to be someone out there who doesn't agree with you, though, and that's totally fine. But still, uh, my job today is to get information from you and learn from you and all that stuff. I mean, you're a mom, right? Yes. So I'm pretty sure you know a lot about your gender. And, I uh, do. You have a son, correct? Yes. I have a son and a daughter, and I was married. I am divorced. Okay. So, yeah. That is is nice. We'll come back to, you know, your career, though. I mean, you mentioned you wake up. Yes. I think that plays, that that fits into our topic. Mm. So, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll touch that very soon. Yes, for sure. Okay, so, my first question for you is going to be, How do you define gender roles and what impact does it have in our society today? Well, I uh, see gender roles as obviously male and female. We were created this way. And um, yes, even though uh, society tries to have a different depiction of gender, but I didn't need a book to be a woman. You know, I was just a woman. I was born a woman. My biology, everything that, um, you know, I guess all of the tools I needed just made me a woman. And I fell right into it. Okay. So that's your opinion. That's what you think gender role is. Okay. So I just going to Google real quick to see what gender role is. And mm-hmm. I'm going to read it out for both of us. Okay. So it says the role or behavior considered to be appropriate to a particular gender as determined by prevailing cultural norms. So in other words, this is my understanding that gender roles is basically like your cultural stuff, like your gen- your cultural norms. I'm African. In a Nigerian home, the dad is the provider and the mom is the homemaker. She takes care of the kids and all that stuff. I mean, in this society today, it's different, you know. Today we have working class moms. I mean, you're a working class mom, you know. You provide and all that stuff. Back in the day, it wasn't like that, you know. Times have changed. Things are changing. You know? I agree. and Yeah, you're right. Um, I have grown up to see my mom, you know, be the nurturer and be the one that takes care of the ins and outs of the home. And my dad be the provider, um, especially since my mom being an immigrant woman who um, really didn't grow up with a lot of education. So my father didn't want to see her cleaning houses and things like that. So, yeah, I grew up to see him take on more of the provider um, role in our home. So, yeah. So question. Do you feel what do you think, though? What do you prefer? Do you prefer that to continue? I mean, it's changing right now. I mean, you clearly, you didn't follow your parents' footsteps. I mean, you're a working class mom, you know, you have a career, which I'm sure you love. You know, are you proud of? Back in the day, it wasn't like that. So if you had your way, would you want to go back? So I've gotten a chance to see many different dynamics within my community. Okay. Um, And before I was a cop, I was first a stay-at-home mom, and obviously the life that my ex-husband uh, provided for us did not allow me to maintain being a stay-at-home mom. So 
going into my career, it was more so for survival for my kids and continuing to provide a life for them that um, would afford them more opportunities that me being a stay-at-home mom and their dad being the man that worked um, did not provide for them. So I think it was more so for survival. Um, so yeah, I think I, I would have traditionally chosen to be a stay-at-home mom if I had that, if I had that opportunity with my ex. Is it because it's easier to stay home and not go to work? No, I believe that being a mom is um, a harder job. A full-time mom is a much harder job than going out. Like going out to work for me in a sense is, um, even though I am in a dangerous field, it is like a, um, a stress reliever, like being able to be out there and not just have to, you know, pay attention to the kids and only be about the kids and cooking and cleaning and things like that. Um, people forget that being at home with kids, you have to also maintain, make sure that they are not only taken care of, but their education, their health, and on top of that, your husband's health, his career, you know, all of those things have to be aligned. And I think sometimes when people don't really budget for that, what ends up happening for a stay-at-home mom is that everybody else is being taken care of, but she's not being taken care of. So I believe like the new word is a cared-for woman and not necessarily a stay-at-home wife because that person is able to not only take care of her husband and her kids, but she's still able to have a life outside of the home. I think I, that's an interesting uh, view you just put out there. But I got a question for you, though. Yes. <laughs> so in what ways do you feel gender roles influences, like, career choices? Oh, well, since I'm in a male-dominated field, um, I do believe that for me to even have entered this type of field, I did have to um, go into the I can do it. But not necessarily the, oh, if a man could do it, I could do it. It was more so of, I need to tap into this other side of me that um, is not weak. Because when you traditionally, um, you know, see a woman, we're mo more like damsels in distress. So um, when I was going through the academy and things like that, I couldn't depend on my male partners to help me through the academy. Those push-ups, those sit-ups, those, those runs, it was all on me. It was, you know, with I had to tap into myself to be like, girl, you had two babies, so you could push. You need to use that strength um, to push through. Uh, but um, still, though, in this type of dynamic in this world, especially being in a male-dominated field, I do feel like you do have to to maintain being a woman and not take on the attitude of your male colleagues you have to go against the grain because you are expected to be tough like men and i do not believe that i am like a man i know where my strengths are and that's what i bring to the job 
despite it being a male-dominated field. When you, you, you just mentioned being, uh, you know, working in a male-dominated industry, you know, that, that got me thinking, though, because I'm in the military, and in the military, we're all about equity, you know. Uh, I don't believe, I don't care what anyone feels, though, but, I mean, I care, but this is my own opinion. I don't think we created equality. You know, I, I don't think male and female are equal, like the man and the woman. But I know that equity, we can attain equity, you know. So coming back to what you just said, so why, when you were at the academy, you had to do push-ups and all that stuff. Did you get any special treatment? Was, mm. your, was it the same grade, the same grading system? Yes. For male and female? Yes. So you well, have to do the same amount of push-ups, sit-ups, and all that stuff? It, it goes by our, your weight. Your weight class? Mm -hmm. Your weight class. So, okay. um, like, like um, what do you call it? I don't know the, the names, but uh, when we have to take the bar off the bar and push, like, half our body weight, things like that, um, it goes by weight. So it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. You still have to hit... How like, did, how know, did that make you feel? Because from what I'm tracking, we don't have the same body composition. Male, from uh, studies have shown that male males are usually, we have, you know, stronger upper bodies, like upper body strength, while females have stronger core or stronger leg strength. So how did that make you feel? Did you feel uh, you were treated fairly, you know, being made to go through the same rigorous uh exercises and tests that the males had to go through well i didn't even think about it like that um when i was in the academy you know i was just, like anytime i didn't do so well with um a, t a test or something like that i i just went and trained more okay. i didn't think that oh I, as a female i'm weaker and i shouldn't be doing this i was just always like okay i'm i'm weak in this area so that's what i focused on okay and I, there's a female, I will say that, um, she is more of a male, like in our academy, I'm actually oh, yeah. super close to her and she actually outlifted most of our guys. So she was like that strong. Yes. <laughs> and like, and so she's the one that trained me oh. to help, to help me because nice. it, it wasn't, you know, this, oh, you're weak. She never felt sorry for me. And that's what I need. Like, I don't like people feeling sorry for me just because I'm a woman. But yeah. Sweet. All right, let's go back into the house. Yes. I love the home stuff. Yeah. So, uh, in the home, uh, in what ways do generals affect parenting and family dynamics? How can we encourage more equitable distribution of responsibilities? Okay, I'll say this. In modern times, it is not like, um, you know, back in the day where, you know, the man is the only provider. Yeah. If you do have a woman that is going to work just as much as you're going to work if the days where she's at work and she's just you know has has more things to do as a partner um you know you should my a male that man should take on you know the same load that she's taking on making sure that the house is clean and that there's a meal for her to come home to um but what i'm seeing is that there's not really equitable um, differences or I, I don't know split of responsibilities in that sense when a woman goes to work she's still going to work and then coming home and having to put in more work 
because she's expected to be the nurturer still in the home which is really causing a big division in homes right now okay sweet i just ran straight to google real quick to google equity to know what equity means yes so from google google said equity is the quality of being fair and impartial example equity of treatment so my question goes like this in a scenario whereby the man is the provider of the home he brings money puts money on the table he brings you know literally brings the food home even though the lady makes the food and all that stuff so he works hard he works long hours do you expect that man to come home and also help with cooking that's, he's providing that's in a traditional home okay but what i just said was a woman that's i'm not also just working i'm just curious yeah if the woman is also working that man cannot pr- even that man can't think that she's going to be giving everything because that means now there's two incomes coming in mm-hmm. and nowadays some guys want to quickly say things like 50 50 but don't realize like in a home the the check is coming <laughs> both people's both of their checks are coming into the home yeah um and so like my my dad loves to you know say the 70 30 a man it, most of the time is giving 70 and that's in finances and the woman is giving 30 but in the home the woman is usually giving 70 and the man is only giving 30 and sometimes like we don't realize that so yes if you're a traditional man truly traditional yeah of course that woman wouldn't um think that you're gonna come home and be cooking and cleaning and doing all of those things but i've also seen in homes where the man is mostly the one that is uh always outside he has he has come in and helped his wife that's been with the kids all day because he also understands she's been dealing with noise and stress all day in the home and he sees that as a lot of work as well so i think it's having a partner that both sees that you both are weak in the areas where you're supposed to be strong in okay i think that's a wonderful way to see it my next question goes like this how do gender roles intersect with other aspects of identity, such as race, ethnicity, sexuality, sexuality, and disability? Um. Well. Well, let, I guess let's let's break them apart. Okay. What was the first one? So, how do gender roles intersect with other aspects of identity, such as race? Race. Okay. So as far as race, oh, this is such a touchy subject. Yeah. But um, when it comes to gender roles, when it comes to black women, because I am a black woman, that is my experience. Um, I do feel as though we are seen to carry more weight. And that's because, I mean, since the beginning of time, we were the maids, we were the cooks, you know, we were the cleaners. And so we've never, it's like, to see a black woman living a more soft and peaceful life, some people get upset about it because they're so used to only seeing us being hardcore yeah. and things like that. Um, and so other race of women are, it's easier for people to see them be more gentle and treated um, more dainty because that's, I mean, that's how society has made it seem like, you know. I respect that. I respect that. 
What role does social media or the media in general and advertising play in perpetuating or challenging gender roles and stereotypes? Oh, the media is cruel. <laughs> yeah. How's that? Because it, it'll make if you only look at the media, it'll make you hate one another when it comes to gender. Hmm. It'll make you think that men hate women and women hate men and that there's no uh, happy homes and that there's no peace when it comes to um, gender roles if you're looking at the media only. Okay. But let's go back. I wanted to hit the sexual, like the different parts okay. of sexuality mm -hmm. and disability. So as far as sexuality comes, one of the things that I hear often is that, oh, men are, are far, far more sexual than women. And um, men, you know, women are far more uh, prunes. And that's not really the case. Um, but society makes it seem that way. Um, and and it's I know it's more so because women, you know, like it's sex, like for us, it's sexy to see a man cook for us or clean for us, right, in a relationship. So then that makes us horny, you know? And, oh, I'm very sorry. It's okay. okay. <laughs> and so society will, will make you think that, Oh, you know, a man that's always trying to touch us and, mm -hmm. you know, want, you know, want to have intercourse that we don't want that. But mm -hmm. it's more so the woman is tired and don't feel as though she's appreciated in that way. So it doesn't turn her on. It's just we get turned on differently. So I think that's, you know, not fair. So you so you would like to see a man cook for you? Oh, I do like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's sexy. Good to know. Hey, guys, did you guys hear that? Hey. She would like her guy to cook for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Touche. How do workplaces create a more inclusive environment free from rigid gender expectations and bias? Before you answer that question, I want to share an experience with you. Okay. Uh, at work, uh, I think a few years ago, a year or two ago, uh, there was an officer who uh, there was a uh, EO complaint, which means equal opportunity complaint. It's like an army stuff. I guess him that he was being sexist. And what did he do? He made a statement and his statement was tailored towards the idea that because uh, a particular soldier was female, she couldn't do achieve what the males could achieve fitness wise. And she wasn't pleased about that and she filed a complaint against him. You know, so let's let's bring that bring that to this question. How do workplace create a more inclusive environment free from rigid gender expectations and bias? Oh man. I think no matter what, and this is just only my opinion, I don't think that's ever going to change. Okay. Um because the company may write down a lot of policy changes and things like that, but you can't really change how the person in power acts towards a different sex. True. It, it could be a woman that's sexist against men, and it could be a man that's sexist against the woman, and there could be policy, but there's so much microaggression that happens that is only relative to a person. Mm -hmm. Like, I've dealt with that, and I don't want to go around being like oh you're being sexist against me 
I mean, when I when I when I feel it, I just take note and I'm just like, okay, uh, that's how this person feels. So I just kind of stay away from it. But there are more women that are more vocal about it, and yeah, that's why you'll get a complaint. Me, me, my main concern is to provide for my kids. So sometimes um, I'm not as vocal when it comes to like little microaggressions that I feel like goes on. So okay, that makes sense. How can education system? Okay, let me, let me go back. How can education system promote awareness and understanding of diverse gender identities and roles? What role does education have to play in this whole stuff we're talking about? Like uh, gender roles, equity, equality, and all that stuff? Um, I think overall education society, we are more way more sensitive now. So... Um, I think the conversation, education, all of that is always going to be lost in translation. You know, um, we're going, um, educators are going against how someone was raised and yes, you can, you know, teach them things, but at the end of the day, it has to be self that want that see, okay, there's something wrong with my mentality against sexism or whatever. And so I have to make that conscious choice to not be sexist. But you can't really change that um, amongst the masses going against how they're raised. That's true. I agree. Anyways, uh, we're going to draw the cutting for today. Uh, but I, before we go, I would like to say this. Hey, guys, I see still women. They like to see you cook. Cook for them. <laughs> <laughs> Come with your shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. But anyways, <laughs> it's been nice to have you here in the studio uh, or in the house. Uh, I hope in the future we get to revisit this topic and other topics. Uh, I think you bring a lot of experience to the table being a black Haitian, yes. Haitian woman from Bougie, Miami, Florida, who is a cop and a mom. You know, she has a career. Uh, I think you bring a lot to the table. And uh, in the future, I would like us to talk more about, you know, what you do for a living and all that stuff. And the danger. I know a lot of people like the danger. They don't want to hear about your experiences on the streets and all that stuff. Well, I can't share that much. But uh, yes. It's okay. Your boss is not going to find out. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Anyways, it was nice to have you, though. It was uh, nice to be here. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.